0: Welcome to the Golf Central Podcast brought to you by the new P770 from TaylorMade. Why practice a draw if you got a fade? If you can hit it high, why master the stinger? Because the key to better golf is having options you can count on. That's why TaylorMade took everything they learned from making P790, the forged face, the speed foam, and all its DNA, and put it into a smaller package. Introducing P770, let the sibling rivalry begin. Available at your local golf retailer or com. Use promo code Golf Channel for free two-day shipping on any order. Laugh, I am in Los Angeles. You were in Orlando, apparently locked in a dungeon. I'm assuming there's no light on in your office because Georgia got ran over by Alabama and you didn't want me to see all the paraphernalia behind
1: you. Georgia is the best first-half team against Alabama that's ever existed. Uh, if, if, they, if, they get, if they only had to play 30 minutes. I, I love their chances to, to go undefeated. Um, but, Rex, you – I'm not sure where you are. are you' are you in like a cafeteria i mean you've just just clear. you've done this podcast now that we've had to do these socially distance uh and over zoom, over zoom you've done these on tennis courts uh you've done them in a ballroom uh we did them together when of course you remember and get the proper angle for the mic and had to do it sprawled out in some yoga pose that they would not uh recommend uh in your in local studio. Village, yeah are you i i mean I see some terrible what is that? A backsplash? I mean, the, Wayne's coding?
0: I mean, at Sherwood Country Club, I'm at the Zozo Championship, Tiger Woods' press conference today. We're going to get to golf here eventually for those who are holding on. However, I'm actually sitting at a piano because I thought that would be the coolest spot for me to just find. Gonna to t- do the It's
1: going to tickle the ivories.
0: It's going to tickle the ivories a little bit and lead us right into this. It, I, I want to get straight to it because it was a fascinating press conference. I know you you listened in. He seemed like he was in a very good mood. Been a month since we've had a chance to talk to him when he missed the cut at the u.s open this is an event that tiger woods is the defending champion of course it was played last year in japan that's not an option this year with covid 19 and the pandemic and one of our stats people threw this at me this afternoon and it's hard for me to watch stats people they around.
1: have they have they have names
0: well he's a stats person i'm just going to leave it at that this is the first time tiger woods has defended the title since 2014
1: uh, I know you're thinking um, of it. I know you're
0: mulling that one right now. I can see the wheels turning in the late night head.
1: Because it was yeah, he, he wasn't there for the tour championship in 2018. Yeah, exactly, and that was his first win since 2013 and 2014. He was on the shelf for much of the year. That's so that right is, a, that is top, a good that is a, that is a good one from the stats person.
0: How about the stats person coming through on that one? It's, it's at stats person if you have any interest in communicating <laughs> with that person. Uh, so off the top of your head, his chances of defending successfully this week are.
1: Very poor. Very, very, very poor. Uh, I'd give him much higher odds than that. I'd call it 50 to 1, 75 to 1. Okay. Uh, You look, I mean, and the only reason I would say they're even that high is simply because of his course history. Um, Sherwood Country Club is a place where he's won five times. He's finished second five times. But as Tiger was so astutely noted today, that was against fields where he's playing against 18 other guys. It, it's, it's been the, the host site for the Hero World Challenge, used to be the Chevron World Challenge, whatever it was. It was the World Challenge that Tiger used to host for free world ranking points at the end in, in December. And it was great. And he would always just mop up his own tournament. This is a much deeper field 70 uh, odd players here. Uh, basically, Bryson's the only guy who's who's missing. From the top 10 in the world um it's going to be a tougher task and well DJ, I found...
0: wait a minute Dustin D- johnson oh, right, yeah, DJ, all right
1: sorry yeah right. dj was a was a late wd earlier this week uh still recovering from from COVID 19 we wish him a speedy recovery uh i did find it interesting though rex Good kick that kick. the the shortest answer that tiger gave today was when he was asked what's the state of your game like he was he ex- he was expansive on everything from augusta nationals um a controversial history to how he's going to prepare for a November masters to even what his schedule might be that the fact that he might play Houston, we can get into that. But when he was asked, what's the state of your game right now? He goes, my game is definitely better than it was at the U S open. Of course it couldn't get much worse since he shot 10 over par. He says, I feel hey, a little bit more prepared a for, little bit time better. Time for a
0: long time. Didn't you?
1: I feel a little bit more prepared, a little bit better. And hopefully that translates into playing the golf course. Well, that's it. That's it. That's the only answer he gave as to the current state of Tiger Woods game right now on October 20th what, what did you what did you make of that
0: uh it's not good and I think well, I think 50 75 to 1 somewhere around in there that you gave him is probably eh, honest in about right if, if you're betting with your head not your heart I really think in this particular case with Tiger Woods you're absolutely right I don't know what he could have done and it's been a month since we saw him at Wingfoot but I don't know what he could have done to figure out where he's at with his game, whether if that's his driving, whether if that's his iron, certainly his putting was just horrible. Really not just that wing foot. It's really been bad all season long. And I don't know how you piece all of those things together. The one question that I did ask him that they, they gave me a very good answer. I, I thought was about the different times. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to the masters and I do want to talk about this week and, and his chances, but looking ahead, we're all fascinated on what's going to happen at Augusta national where he will also be the defending champion. And he has made a career out of figuring out how to be ready for that year for the year's first major. I mean, he's a guy that doesn't peek ahead. We all know he puts the competitive blinders on. However, in this particular case, he has this down to a science. He starts tinkering with things during the Florida swing. He takes two weeks off beforehand to make sure his body's in peak performance. He knows when to show up. He knows every nook and cranny on that golf course. I mean, he is ready to play when April turns and azaleas Bloom and everything else comes into play. However, this time around, really don't know what to expect. I mean, he's played there before in November, and he get, kind of gave me some vague remembrances about hitting three From wood. From 2001. Yes, which, which was interesting that he was able to go back that far when I asked him about it, but, you know, hitting driver three wood on 18 because it was so cold and windy in the north wind, and it, it was kind of interesting, but he really has no idea. And like everyone else, this isn't to take anything out on Tiger, what to expect when we get to Augusta National next month, but more so than that, he doesn't have the floor to swing. He doesn't have all that time and all that prep to prepare and try to figure out. Forget about where his game was at Wingfoot and how you get from there to something close to competitive at the Masters. I don't think that he's going to be able to this is not a guy that adjusts very well on the fly. And I just can't imagine how he's going to be anywhere ready to defend.
1: Yeah, you you wouldn't think so. And I'm already kind of fatiguing of this storyline because literally no one knows what to expect during a November masters, no one's going up there. No one's going up there early. No one's going up there right now to see how the golf course is playing. No one's going to probably even make a return a, a trip in a couple weeks. You have the Bermuda championship next week. You have Houston the week before that. And then, and then we're getting into the final major of the year. So, and, and so I think they're just going to chalk it up to, this is going to be a weird one. We're going to figure it out. We're going to arrive there probably Sunday and, and play 18 holes and then do nine the rest of the week. and, And just kind of see how it goes. But but I totally agree with you that Tiger has shown us absolutely nothing to this point to make you believe that he can defend his title at the Masters. He's played 18 rounds. That's it. 18 rounds post-pandemic break. And he's he's failed to finish inside the top 35. He's broken par just three of his last 13 rounds. But when you start to look at this week, and he did leave open the possibility that he could add Houston. uh, I think that'd be a bit of a surprise going to a golf course that he'd have to learn. Uh, at Memorial Park before he would play Augusta In a National. Tournament
0: he's never played.
1: Yeah, Tournament he's never played. I I'm not sure if he was just trying to do the tournament director assault there, uh, but it seems unlikely. Uh, he did say that. He, what did he say? I want to see how this week goes before he he makes a decision on that. But there are but Rex, there are, there are three things that I want to see this week, and that I think we should all be paying attention to. One, and you brought it up, improve putting. If Tiger Woods had played enough rounds last season to qualify for the stroke skin putting stat out of 193 players, he would have been 183rd. Tiger Woods was almost the worst putter on the PGA tour last season. We've seen the decline over the past couple of years, which is to be expected with age, but he was one of the worst putters on the PGA tour last season. That has to go. Uh, second thing I want to watch this week at Sherwood is a high draw shot shape you may recall that tiger didn't play all that great heading into the 2019 masters. Remember, remember, like we were wondering what's going on. And then he kind of had that, that run against Rory at the match play and things started to click, but tiger said in practice, he developed a high draw off the tee. And that was the shot that he wanted to play around Augusta national. I'd like to see if that shot is even ready. And then third tidiness around the greens. He's, he's going to miss greens this week at Sherwood. It's a golf course that he said that, that, puts a priority and an emphasis on the second shot. So if he, if he doesn't pull those off, he's going to be in some tricky areas. Uh, That's always a point of emphasis for Tiger when he gets to Augusta National is the tidiness around the greens because everyone's going to miss greens, but can you get it up and down and then can you roll in the five footer? Those are the three things that I want to see because Tiger wasn't great around the greens last season either. Uh, The worst strokes gain statistics since this yip filled days of of 2015.
0: Well, and I don't know how any of those three things play out simply because we haven't, there's not been enough body of work really since he came back from quarantine. He hasn't he hasn't played that much. I don't think he's given himself the reps to do it. I don't know how much work he really put in between wing put and this week. There is a, a fourth thing that, that I am all, even more curious about though, and that's his health, because that's what everything this all depends on. That's what this is all contingent on. I walked nine holes during the practice round. This how do you look? I have to. You look you've, good.
1: Been, you've been I mean, you've been you've been you've been burying the lead. How do you look?
0: looked good he, he actually looked thin I, I don't think i can't remember the last time i said that he looked kind of uh svelte i guess was the word i would use and it, it, some other writers and i were talking about it it uh, i mean he's, he's always been wide and muscular and obviously tiger woods intimidating well in the shoulders is what more what i'm saying you i think you're taking this as i would broad call shoulders. you wide they, it's not the same broad shoulders yes uh, it's not the same as i would call you wide but it, it's a little bit different he's, uh, he's intimidating coming downhill when he's coming at you much like An Alabama running back coming out of Georgia linebacker, or something like that. Something you can. Can we move on? Can we just
1: move on? But just leave Najee Harris out of
0: this. (laughs) But it's his health. I really think that we talk about this over and over ad nauseum. But it is true. If he's healthy, if he's able to show up, if he's able to put the work in, if he's able to do the reps that he talks about constantly, that he can get to that place where he was last year. At the masters. It was a different time. It was a different place. We all know that. But he can get to the place where he was last year, the Zozo. If you and I were doing this podcast last year when I was in Japan, which I don't think we did because it looks like at seven thirty on a Tuesday night, you're barely awake right now. So I don't know how you could have done that at two
1: thirty. It's been a day. It's been a day with my nearly two year old.
0: It's been a day. I could see it already. Just just past bedtime and that dad, dad needs to tip one back. I <laughs> totally understand I can get that where you're coming from. Uh however, if he can stay healthy, if he can do these things that we always talk about, I'm still going to have a glimmer of hope. He's guaranteed four rounds this week. And as long as, yes, I would like to see his putting improve. I'd like to see his driving improve, all those things we touched on. But as long as he can stay upright and he can spend some time on the range and he can spend some time working some things out with his game before he gets to Augusta National, I still like the idea of his chances. I can't say I like his chances, but I think you have to throw the cliche out. When you're talking about Tiger Woods and Augusta National, I simply think it's one of those things where for the next decade we're going to be going well. He's Tiger. He's 50, whatever years old, but it's still Augusta. Would you
1: would you put him among your top 10 favorites for the Masters, knowing what we know right now?
0: No, no. I mean, I you, I know you want to go through the list, and we can do that. But no, I, I don't. I I wouldn't do that. I don't know. No, I
1: don't want to. Know. I don't want to go through the list. I, I don't want to. I don't want to scoop ourselves. That'll be a that'll be a a. a Marriott Convention Center in Augusta, type of podcast for top fa- top favorites. glory days,
0: glory days right there. Now, I did want to bring it up because we this seems to be a, a segment that I'd like to get sponsored somehow. Uh, your boy Wolfie is actually paired for the first time with Tiger Woods. Thoughts, please?
1: Uh, uh I think Wolfie is trying to make an impression on the future Ryder Cup vice captain, trying to make an impression on the captain because Tiger is not going to be on that team, um, in Whistling Straits in 2021. I, a, a year from now, I just I just don't see it. And Matthew Wolf now up to twelfth in the world, even if he's coming off an absolute, absolute clunker uh, last week at Shadow Creek. I think he has an opportunity to to impress him if he if he doesn't annoy Tiger by absolutely talking his ear off. Um, <laughs> he's going to but, totally do that. <laughs> but I I do I do think it's going to be interesting. We kind we talked him up on the podcast last week, and you're giving me a hard time. And I thought he was going to play really well. Shadow Creek coming off the playoff loss. At the mm. Shriners, coming off the runner-up finish at the U.S. Open, where I thought he, he he held up pretty well, and he what he shoot an 80 in the first round. He beat like seven guys last week, um, oh. but now he's but now he's got the he's got the home game. He's from Westlake Village. Um, his swing coach George Gankus used to caddy out at Sherwood. He's played there uh, a handful of times. I'm hoping Wolf can can bounce back because he's going to be absolutely amped and Ready to go playing with Tiger,
0: yeah. I mean, it'll be a good experience for him. I and mean, like a lot of time, we've kind of teased over the last few years as Tiger has reached that point in his career as a 44 year old that he, he's showing up on a lot of first tees these days, to having to make introductions high on Tiger because he simply doesn't know a lot of these younger players, even though it's going to be Matthew's first time with him. I'm sure that Tiger and he have, have spoken, I'm sure that Tiger has his eye on him for all they've the done. That.
1: They've done tailor made shoots together. It's not going to be their, it's not going to be an, an introductory, but it. I think. Tiger's going to get a first-hand glimpse of, of the type of game that, that Matthew Wolf can bring to the PGA Tour.
0: But I'll, I'll give you this opportunity before I even take it, but your thoughts for Xander Schauffler this week coming off of a runner-up finish, a 5th place finish at the U.S. Open, a runner-up finish at the Tour Championship. I mean, so... Uh, I, Absol- yeah, I guess, look, one of your boys, i to give you the opening here.
1: I absolutely love X. I, I love him. I think I've picked him to win every single major this year. Check back in a couple weeks, I'm probably going to pick him to... To win at Augusta, and so I had written in Monday's Scramble this week that that Xander Shoffley has stamped himself as the most feared chaser in golf, and I was talked I was talked out of that by by our, our managing editor Mercer Bags, and so I I mended that to one of the most feared chasers, and the reason why I say that again. Rex, yeah, <laughs> exactly, I didn't they want to go quite all the way out on that limb, um, but I did find it interesting. So he he races out to a 15 under start last week at Shadow Creek, and then on Saturday. He shoots 74. It was kind of windy. The pace of play he said was was just dreadfully slow. And he had just this incredible tongue-in-cheek comment of, of oh, it's all it's all part of my master plan that I wanted to back up on Saturday, knowing, knowing full well that all four of his wins in the PJ tour have come from behind. And three of them have been by three or more shots. And he goes out on Sunday, and sure enough, he goes seven under for the first 13 holes, and he just got outplayed. Uh, over the closing few holes by Jason Kokrak, who's a a very deserving winner um, and and breaking through on the PGA Tour for the first time in 233 starts. But Xander Shoffley is up to seventh in the world now. He basically won the Tour Championship, at least the Tour Championship that we should be paying attention to, which is the low 72-hole score. Had a great U.S. Open, came close again, comes close again at Shadow Creek. Yeah, you want him to break through and actually hoist some trophies, because he's one of those guys who's getting a little too close and and not coming away with the glory. But, I mean, X is right there. I mean, in in two weeks, Xander Shoffley, Masters champion, just like I picked him to win the PGA and just like I picked him to win the U.S. Open.
0: Simon, do me a favor. Uh, clip that one as well. We might want to circle back around and rerun that one at a later date as well. And since we spent some time talking about Brooks Koepka, he made his first start, obviously, since some injury issues in the fall. Yeah, didn't have a great week last week but i think we both agree that just making it finishing inside the top 30 the things that he was able to do at least in the middle part of that tournament after all his time off i, I i'm encouraged by what i saw last week at the cj cup
1: yeah he, he i think he shot a couple of 68s in the middle two rounds um but we we dig deeper he was predictably rusty on the greens he was nearly last in the field in driving accuracy i mean those are those are the same issues that plague brooks kepka at the beginning of the year and that's not something that can just fall off by by having one more tune-up start in houston whether that's going to be two rounds or going to be four rounds depending on on how he plays well um i i, I think the mashers is is totally out of reach for him but i think we can we can all hope that he's going to bounce back in in 2021 just he just needs to play more i i think it just comes down to it. i think he's just he's just gonna be too rusty
0: uh, he does need to play more and there was predictable rough last week as you pointed out probably mostly on the greens i think out of reach at the masters is a bit much it would be a surprise i mean i'm not going to give
1: in that who's much, gonna have who's gonna have a higher finish at the masters tiger or brooks
0: uh, brooks uh, the way things stand right now absolutely brooks brooks finished top 30 last week i you know, I, i'm trying to figure out it was a limited field time. Uh, all right. I mean, still, it's top 30, though. I mean, it's not as though it, it wasn't top 30 out of 30 players. This wasn't East Lake. I think it's still worth pointing out that this first event back, we didn't know health-wise how his game was going to hold up, how the leg was going to hold up, how the knee, the hip, everything else that goes into this was going to hold up. So I, I'm more encouraged seeing what he did last week than anything that I've seen out of Tiger this fall.
1: Uh, I would probably agree with that. I want to I see how Tiger plays this week. I would lean – I would lean towards Brooks having a better finish. But if Tiger shows any sorts of signs of life this week, if he finishes in the top 25, then I'll, then I'll go with Tiger finishing ahead of Brooks. I mean, just, I, I don't think Tigers, obviously he's not going to win this week. we already put him at 50 to, or 75 to, to, to one odds. Uh, I think a top 10 against this field, even on a golf course that he knows extremely well, even though it's been redone a couple of years ago. And he said he needs to get another look.
0: Redone, uh, during, it, during a nine-hole
1: practice run on, on Wednesday. I think top 25. Top 25, I think, for Tiger would be very encouraging. And if he shows some of those signs that we talked about with improved putting and with that, that high draw that you know he's going to need in a couple weeks' time.
0: Do you know why this is a special episode, last?
1: Because it's... No, I don't. Because it's, no. our,
0: it's our 200th episode. Congratulations. I'm glad we got that's here it.
1: together. Wow, that's 199 too many.
0: Wow. And that's a lot of love coming right there. So I think it only stands to celebrate our 200th episode that for the first time in the history of the podcast, we're going to talk about a PGA tour champions winner and Phil Mickelson last week. No, we probably did it there. He's now two for two. So my
1: guess. I'm sure we we talked about him.
0: Yeah. I'm sure we talked about him the first time around. However, I don't want to dull that because I I love the narrative that came up this week about Phil Mickelson and winning again. He's, He's perfect. Two for two on the over 50 circuit. And I read, some tweets, I even read some columns about how Phil needs to ditch some whatever it is. He's, there's some takes? He, there's some takes, some flaming hot takes. He needs to ditch whatever it is he's trying to do on the PGA Tour. And even, you know, the Masters next month, where, of course, we all expect him to contend and focus entirely on the PGA Tour champions. I'll leave the stage to you, my friend, because I'm sure you have an opinion.
1: Leave the state? Wait, you... So... Should he leave the PGA tour and focus full-time on the senior tour? Sure.
0: Try to become the greatest senior tour PGA tour champions player ever.
1: No, no. Why, why would you, why would you want to do that? Well, I don't know. I'm not the one that 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 threw it out there. Is that a distinction? Is that a distinction you should want? Uh, Wouldn't he, wouldn't he rather, wouldn't he rather try and gear his game up to win a sixth major?
0: Uh, I, I think that's where he would be. And that's where I, I want think that'd be more
1: I think winning on the PJ tour at 50, he's going to turn 51 next June. I think that'd be a more an incredible accomplishment than winning 46 times in the PJ tour champions. Uh, wouldn't, how
0: about wouldn't, winning the masters, wouldn't you 50 years old? W- would you completely count him out of winning the masters next month at 50 years old? I would
1: not uh, completely rule him out. No, I think he's got a better chance to win the masters than tiger does
0: that seems extreme but all right I, I don't know that i completely disagree with you because apparently he does have some sort of game that holds up at least for three rounds
1: <laughs> it holds up for three rounds and against guys like <laughs> retief goose and and mike weir yeah and a, on a golf course that he was putting for eagle on three of the last four holes yeah sure yeah i think that's the type of, of game that he can want but i i do i do have to say rex i like the mindset that he's taking when he heads into these PGA tour champions events which is absolutely full throttle aggressive try and make as many birdies as you want hit it as hit as absolutely as far as you can, because he knows that's what it's going to take on the PJ tour against the big boys and the young bucks who are 20 years younger. And so I'm not sure whether that's going to be a perfect uh, parallel and, and a, in a a perfect way to play. Once he gets out there, obviously the PJ tour courses are more difficult than the setups that he's going to face in the senior tour, but I like the mindset that he's taking it's almost just like a test run. And oh yeah, I'm still better than you guys. And I'm, I'm going to remind you that every time I come play against you.
0: I don't even think it's a test run. I think it's a confidence boost. I think it's just a mind game he likes. He's, he's kind of gotten beat up a little bit the last let's call it the last year on the PGA tour. He wants to go out and he wants to prove to himself, look, this is a guy that loves to pound his own chest. Right? He may do it subtly. He may do it quietly. He, the fans don't always see it, but this is a guy who loves to be the center of attention and loves to be that alpha male. That gives them an opportunity to do that. I think if you can use that and somehow transfer that, again, he's got to figure out a way to make this go from 54 holes to 72 holes. I'm not quite sure if he can do that. But we have seen it at Augusta. Almost every single year, one of those 50-somethings finds their way onto the leaderboard, whether it's Langer or Freddie Couples or uh, Jim Purick is another one that comes to mind. These guys have a way of going out there and understanding how to play that golf course. And even those advanced years, let's call it, they find a way to put themselves in the contention. I can see Phil Mickelson doing that at least into the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, he's he's got a putt better that's kind of been held holding him back on the PGA Tour. He's he's been obsessed these last couple of years with chasing speed and, and chasing distance. And you know he had a couple of chances, honestly, to 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 win golf tournaments on the PGA Tour this year at the age of fifty. Um, when you bring up the Masters, um, he had the close call in twenty fifteen. I believe it was right where he was kind of sort of chasing speed. Jordan was always going to win that one, but, but Phil still finished T2 there hasn't finished better than 18th since then. Um, I'm not sure if his, his time has passed, but he clearly knows that he needs to hit it high and he needs to hit it far and everything else, everything else in his game is predicated around those two things, hitting it, hit it high bomb. and hitting it far. Hitting bombs. I mean, he, and he's doing it. There's, there's no doubt about it, but there's other parts of his game that to me need to be, need to be sharpened before he, he chases another extra 10 yards of distance. That's I think, I think that's the, that's the bigger point here. The reason he's the reason he's not winning or more competitive more often on the PJ tour is not because he's lacking 10 to 15 yards. The reason is because he's neglected his wedge game and his putting has significantly tapered off.
0: And I, would, I would lean more towards putting, but I, I can see what you're saying with the wedge game. Before I let you soak back into the night and lament your Georgia Bulldogs devastating loss last
1: weekend, just let it go.
0: Just let it go. I don't know why I keep bringing it up. Aren't you an FSU
1: it, fan? Although you're, you should be riding high.
0: Uh, I, I grew up an FSU fan. It's worth pointing out that I went to UCF, so it was kind of a mixed bag for me this week. So I'll <laughs> take it easy. <either. laughs> could have gone either way. <laughs> you never get the full win across the board. But it, I got to thinking, like, I was walking around the golf course following Tiger, and I saw Jordan Spieth out playing a practice round. He has his dad on the bag, uh, Jordan's regular caddy, Michael Greller. Uh, his, his mother died, so he had to take the week off. Uh, and I got to thinking, who needs a good week this week more, Jordan or Tiger.
1: Oh, Tiger. Tiger. Really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, Tiger hasn't showed any sorts of life. Jordan and Jordan has Jordan is he's he's a weird one. I, I think you have to throw out wing foot because he wasn't playing well. And that golf course just wasn't going to suit him regardless. But over these past two or three years, when he's really struggled with his game, he's actually finished better in majors than he does. Just regular run of the mill PGA tour events where he needs to shoot 20 under par to win and tiger was the first to admit that this week is going to the scores are just gonna be crazy low. Um, it's, it's soft and the greens are big and they're not all that sloping. Um, to me, Jordan is better suited right now to a kind of a grind fest where the winner is going to be eight or 10 under par. Um, than it is going to be 20. I think tiger needs to get back in that mode of, of making birdies. He, he just, he just hasn't played well enough. He hasn't putted well enough. You have to think back to a year ago when he won in Japan. That was one of the best putting weeks of his life, and he's he's arguably one of the top two putters ever uh, on the PJ tour. And so he just needs to fill it up. And so for me, it's it's Tiger because he just he just needs more confidence and more birdies and just just a little mojo heading into the Masters. More 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 so than more so than Spieth does.
0: No, I don't disagree with that. But there is a glimmer of hope on, on Tiger's front. And, and you brought up Japan. And I think we probably had this conversation after the fact. Like, either one of us had high expectations for him at all for a lot of different reasons. Oh, coming off knee surgery? I
1: thought, I thought he'd be lucky to finish 20. in the top 25.
0: And let's be honest, he doesn't do well when he gets off long flights. I mean, getting off planes that take you around the globe, he doesn't get off and play his best golf. And it's easy to understand why. I mean, physically, he just has a hard time getting back up to speed. It was cold. It was rainy. There was a monsoon. There was a hurricane, if I remember correctly. There were a lot of things going against him uh, that week in Japan. And so I I think the the idea that we could sit here and look at his body of work over the last few months and say he has absolutely no chance, I'm not quite going that far yet, but he certainly has a lot of room to make up here. He has a lot of things he needs to clean up, certainly before he gets to
1: Augusta. Zozo was the only example over the past seven years in which he took an extended layoff and played great coming out of the blocks. Other yeah. than that, it had been a, a kind of steady climb, a, a gradual improvement. I, I think that probably even surprised Tiger. And it certainly ramped up expectations for 2020 that weren't fulfilled. Because he, he shocked everyone, probably including himself, by playing so well at Zozo. Then he was the best player on either side at Royal Melbourne, even though he had some back issues that caused him to sit out all day on Saturday. And so we're thinking heading into 2020, well, this guy's going to light the world on fire again. You know, everything's back in play. I remember writing that everything is in play this year. He's going to, he's going to win his 83rd PGA tour event. He, he might resume his climb up Mount Nicholas. And it just, it just didn't happen for a variety of reasons. He was injured early in the year. And then post pandemic, he just, he's just been out of sorts. You know, the tiger's health is always going to be a mystery, but his game just quite frankly has not been any good. And so maybe he figured out something over the past month. Uh, I'm betting it's gonna be more of the same.
0: I, I don't. I didn't get that impression, as you pointed out. This is the quickest, most clipped answer he gave to the media. I mean, it wasn't a hissing answer by any stretch of the imagination, but it was very, very clipped and very curt. That it was no, my game is fine. Moving on. Like so, you did not. I did not get the idea that he's been out there grinding on the range behind his house. But we've thought this in the past. I mean, what goes on behind the veil when it comes to Tiger Woods? We have no idea. I want to get us out of here on this. And this happened last week, but after we taped the podcast, the Houston Open is going to allow 2,000 fans a day on the golf course. Uh, it, to my mind, this seems like a move that was inevitable. Like you, we see fans at college football games now, certainly. Well, the Georgia game. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one I would bring up right now. <laughs> certainly had fans at it. We've seen, we see fans at NFL games. It, do you feel like it's time for the PGA Tour to start leaning into that territory?
1: Well, first of all, there's going to be fans next week on the PJ Tour in Bermuda. Of course, if that event is even played, since a Category One hurricane is set to plow through Bermuda, like precisely, precisely through the island of Bermuda uh, on late Friday and early early Saturday. First of all, I hope they even play the tournament. Second of all, I hope everyone can be safe and and the fan the few fans that are there um, get, get to en- get, get to enjoy some golf. Um, I it it makes sense to have. Fans, I think, right now, at least in some limited capacity, at football games, at baseball games, um, they obviously didn't have them in basketball games because you can socially distance them and separate them and have different gates and and there's not a whole lot of touch points. That's really, really hard to do at a golf tournament. Let's let's. I don't think it's going to happen, but let's just say Tiger does decide to show up, and so you're going to have two thousand fans a day. You're going to tell. You're going to, to tell those paying customers, oh, no, I'm sorry, you can't watch Tiger. You need to go follow another group because there's too many on this hole. 1,995 are going to be watching Tiger. The other five will be scattered among DJ and Brooks. And
0: I think in, we can agree Houston. that Tiger is not going to play the Houston Open. I mean, he said the right thing. It was very nice of him to say that, that he's not yeah. playing the Houston Open.
1: Right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying as a hypothetical. You're going to have all of those fans craning their necks, cell phones out, trying to follow them. I uh, I liked what Memorial had proposed. They had like the, the badge, um, little icons where you could track where guys were. I'm not sure Houston is necessarily rolling them out. I think they're just saying 2,000 fans, come on in, do your best to stay separated and make sure you wear your mask. Oh, that is...
0: You hit the right can you sing, note.
1: You can, that. Can, can you sing us a little tune?
0: No, I don't think I'm going to do that. But I have happy 200 episodes. We'll share an IPA when I get back home. That'll do it for this guys' podcast. Brought to you by the new P770 TaylorMade. See you next week. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie?